It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversation. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Call it whatever you like. All I know. Is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing? It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I am Renee Main, and this man is no novice to darkness. He only sees it as light. He sees it as the same thing. He is a warrior for love. He's unafraid to fight with it, to be with it, to honour it and to make love to it. And not only does he see it as a fight, there he knows that there's no fight that is ever needed. He is an absolutely unbridled, unlimited potential. His uninhibited state of consciousness and ecstasy. He has nothing to find, seek or chase, but everything to allow, surrender and open up into. He is on a mission to teach us how to love and how to teach and activate that warrior within to remember that we are love and show us how to create from that space. He is a little bit delish and a whole lot of wise, humble and strength. I welcome to the show, Ariane Lights. Welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you, darling. <laughs> that was a delicious feast of an intro. I like it. I'm looking forward to exploring today with you. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, we we're just talking about how, you know, like I've you've been in my field for such a long time, and um, and it's really nice to connect here with you. I want to ask you, like, I get the like feeling just from like what. You were set. Okay, so there's two questions that I want to ask. All right. So <laughs> let me ask you about the river. I feel your connection to the river. I mm. want to ask you why. What's that about? And how does it make it feel? How does it, how is, how is that connection so alive in you? And is it symbolic of anything? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> we could do the whole interview just on my love for the river. So. <laughs> Um, I live on the Yarra River, which is the Birrarung um, River, um, and she is my my mentor, my guru, my teacher, my lover, my friend. Um, I have been living on her different points along the river for the last 15 years as well as have a history going back longer than that. And, yeah, there's a real lived experience of life on the river. Like when I walk on the river, I remember having my little boy in my arms there. I remember marrying my wife at the end of, we got married on the river and at the end of our um, ceremony, we went on a raft and went off down the river, you know, and then when she got sick, we would sit by the river and she would sing songs and I would hold her in my arms as she was dying, you know, and then when she died, we scattered her ashes in the river and like it's, there's just this, this history of life there for me when I remember I was in a men's circle and they they carried me into the river after my wife had passed singing songs to me and offering their you know their commitment to, to help me and my son you know mm. so the river is it, it has all this memory to it and then it has just this friendship element you know like a really good friend when you hang out with them and you just come back to who who you are it's like I can be in my head or stressing about something or full of myself I've just run a program and everyone's lives are transformed it's like I'm amazing and then I just come and sit by the river and it's just like oh that's right just yeah ah, just ah so yeah it's a very she's a very dear friend of mine I think is the best way to describe it yeah and I also yeah. do a whole lot of my work from there I run programs from there I do live videos from my river walks in the morning I have two beautiful dogs and so it's, yeah, it's become part of like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me you're asking me about it. It's become part of what people understand my work is now and that the heart of my work is a practice called the river breath, which is about learning to welcome everything in and let everything go. <sighs> like, you know, yeah. as the river keeps teaching me to. Yeah. 
I love that. And that's something like that's a flavor that I really get from you. And I would like to ask you about that is because like for me, that connection with you is like the, you know, the river. It can be like a force to be reckoned with. It can be this calm thing. It can be Mm. still, you know. And so when that when I feel that and when I think about that, I think about you because you represent that right so you mentioned the men's circles and mm. and that and the the power that that can you know the, the the empowerment that that has and how that makes you feel and so you have this like strong earthy primal um energy about you this this masculine energy but you also really have this really soft you know this this other beautiful this humble energy as well so i want to ask you about like the dance between those two things and like I can imagine like well I can't can only imagine I'm curious as to like what's been your dance with this soft and gentle side and then this this masculine this warrior so um yeah I'd love to hear about that (sighs) yeah you do ask juicy questions you said you you can promise that um I think for me yeah that my, my passion is about becoming a river and and that means that rather than having an identity and a set of ideas and values about the person I'm trying to be and and then trying to be that person in the world which is what you know yes. there's there's a way of seeing the human being which is you know we, we have a set of values and that we, we create make decisions and we live according to those values and yes. you know if we honor those values we live a good life if we don't we live you know that's yes. a way of perceiving a human it's not untrue for me but there's this deeper way for me, which is this embodied connection to, to my soul or my spirit or the silence, whatever I call it, my essence, that, mm-hmm. that thing. And that my passion, my personal passion and what I train in all my programs is becoming that so fully that there's mm-hmm. no rules about who you're allowed to be or not allowed to be. Yeah. So yes. that, that, and so in terms of like a softness or a fierceness, and there's also a craziness to me, I'm quite... Mm-hmm. I was a circus clown. I've got this really bonkers part of me. And for a long time, I tried to work out how how do they fit? Like, how does the clown fit with, like you said, there's this really quiet, just leave me alone. I want to sit in the forest part of me. There's like a a wild, like, you know, 50, 100 men shirts off, roaring, banging, calling themselves to life. You know, there's, there's a real part of me that, really believes in love and acceptance and there's a part that calls bullshit there's all these different parts to me and for a long time I was trying to work out what I was because I I, they didn't necessarily fit and then at a point I just went me much through the death of my wife where I just I I stopped trying to put myself together and I just gave myself permission to not make sense you know to myself or to my audience you know that the whole thing about you're meant to have a brand and have that one message consistent and I just again that was for me that was a real cage it was like no I'm I'm just I'm just life itself expressing itself and I give myself permission to be a scared little boy who doesn't know what he's doing I give myself to be a warrior of love who's training people to rise over the planet and make a difference and and if either of them rise my my personal training is to welcome the scared boy as fully as I would welcome the warrior of love as I would welcome the funny dude as I would welcome the insecure dude as well as the passion you know just so that's I think that's the the simplest way to describe it is that I'm I practice the art of being nobody so that whatever's here can rise up without a oh how does that fit or what am I going to do with that and it yeah just it it means I'm I'm constantly surprised by myself which is quite quite and and you know and the, the, I guess the deeper heart of that is that when I train and work with people I often work with a lot of sort of entrepreneurial recovering entrepreneurs who come with this sense of you're meant to find your soul mission and then you've got to package yourself up and go and take action you've got to be this person mm-hmm. and I feel like while I'm up for making a difference that trying to be a be a you know package yourself up which is really mm-hmm. common in this that the modern sort of self-help personal development entrepreneurial industry mm-hmm. And I, I, I think we're a bit wilder than that. I don't think we're quite so, as, as I'm sure with a, you know, what you're up to. Yeah. So, so I think that sense of really finding our unique current that is free to flow however it wants to is something that really excites me, delights me. So. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, you know, I love that you speak to that, you know, you spoke about being a clown and that playfulness, because I don't like, you know, I've been in business now for 15 years. And I can't tell you like the struggle that I faced when I had to feel like that I had to 
be a certain person, like a business mm-hmm. person does mm-hmm. this and they act like this and they dress like this and they don't say this and, you know, and it's just, it all, it always felt like, so like a bra that, like a really ill-fitting bra, like <laughs> shoes that yeah. don't fit. Because it's like you just feel like you just want to rebel against all of it, you know. And um, and I think that that rebellion is really alive, you know, mm. right now. Mm. And mm. I'd love to ask you about that actually is because I feel like this rebellion is really alive. And if like the last 18 months, has taught us anything I really feel like people are beginning to reevaluate. you know I can't Mm. tell you how many people that have asked me like you know where do I start like with this self-improvement this self-development this this exploration about what is true for me Mm. and so I'd really love to ask you what have you got to say to that in in terms of how do people begin this process to be okay with all shades of you know who they are and um and begin to like really stand up and be the warrior for love like how do they begin that process Mm. (laughs) how do they begin I mean I think really what begins any of our journeys to a deeper inquiry is dissatisfaction a lot of the time it's Mm. that I'm not Mm. satisfied with what other people are telling me or with my own experiences it's like something's not right and sometimes that's a very overt you know I get a lot of people who've fulfilled their dreams you know they come in and they've reached the pinnacle of their career or they've got everything and it's like something's not right and so there's a dis there's a sense that there's something more and that can come you know more on a spiritual level where a sense of you know oh I think there's more out there or it can come on a real just a personality level of like I'm just I'm not happy you know I'm just so I think it really begins with that um yeah that that dissatisfaction and then it really it's a willingness to step into the unknown you know and for me I understand that sense of like the ego or the identity that part of us that lives in the known and it just takes what it learned and then we just live inside that and we just repeat it and call it a life and at a certain point that the known cracks yeah whether in my case it was a lot to do with my wife getting sick yeah I had a, a nice little new age set of ideas here I am this is who I am and then terminal cancer came along and just shattered my my little bubble and and yeah, that opened me up. So I think it's it to to really learn to find that that passion for all of us is to be able to be unknown. Because if, if there's yeah. a bit of me that's rising who's scared, yeah, if there's a little bit of yeah. me going, actually I'm scared and I've got a value system of no, I'm a powerful entrepreneur and I'm living <laughs> my dreams. And then the scared boy goes, actually, I'm really terrified. And I go, no, you're not. Whack him on the head with the yeah. empowerment stick and put on my empowerment mask. Then I yeah. miss out on the incredible gift of of him and what he is here to teach me so if I can not if I can be comfortable with the unknown then I don't need to hide bits of me and put other bits of me forward I can just sit in I'm I'm you know I'm everything and I'm nothing I'm really wise and powerful and I'm a fucked up weird loser and if if both of them are okay then then I can we can relax you know and then we can start to actually ask the questions about what do I really want and what what's hold you know and because we're not scared of the answers because it's it's okay, you know. We're going to yes. die weird losers, so we may as well enjoy it, you know. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's, I was pondering yesterday, you know, just, you know, about I feel like sometimes like we know but we forget just how temporary this life is, you know. And when you think about it, you think, oh, my goodness, how much time, energy and space has been consumed by mm-hmm. trying to be someone that you're not or trying to fit into these baskets or, you know, can I say this, can I not say this? It's just, and, you know, and I feel like, you know, what you're saying, you know, about about your wife is that, and I feel like that's, that's what death does, right, is, you mm-hmm. know, is is it just shatters like the the idea of forever you know and um and all the beliefs about you know we think that we can we think that we've got some control over life but we actually Mm. have absolutely no control (laughs) yeah yeah I mean death is such a like whether that's actual death of someone we love or the loss of a dream it's like it yeah it cracks us hey and it yeah if we can go be cracked by it we find you know I remember my wife just Mm. weeks before she died just saying I found this love that cannot die you know it was like this this sense of 
what's really real, <laughs> you know? And yes. I feel like death, death goes, rah, and all these things that aren't real go, whoa, and run away. And yeah. it's really real, which is the moment, yeah, which is what's yes. here right now is this moment of me and you having an interview, this moment of walking on the river, watching the clouds change shape. It's this, like, whatever's being lived now is where life is, you know? And so, yeah, mm. I feel like death is a, a great mentor, you know? Yeah, absolutely it is. I feel like it just cracks us all open, you know, and that's um, I watched mum when she passed of cancer as well and, you know, in the beginning it was like this fight and then I really love what you said there when you speak to your wife is you find this love, right? Mm-hmm. And that's in watching this person who carried so much hate and suppressed anger for so much of her life. And then just in six weeks, I just watched it all dissolve. Yes. And it was just the most incredible experience. You know, And my dance with that as well, you know, with trying to control that and then, you know, standing back and going, hang on a minute, like it's actually I've got nothing to do here, but hold her in love and with love as well. So I really love what you speak to there. Um, I want to ask you about masculinity and (laughs) (laughs) I, mm, what do I want to say? Like I get really mm, annoyed about about the how a lot of people and a lot of people in the spiritual industry speak about the masculine and you know it's this whole talk of like the masculine is crumbling and it's da 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 and the confusion that we have around you know attaching the masculine to men and but also like what the masculine is and what people perceive it to be. So I feel like the masculine like gets like in this basket of the patriarch and men and masculine, like they're all the same thing. Mm. And um, I really, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of work that we need to do around really understanding and getting to know our own masculine and that beautiful sacred sense of worship that I, you know, I just love. Um, what has been your experience with the masculine? And um, yeah, let's just start there. <laughs> I love you ask these questions that feel like their whole world's one question. So it's good. It's juicy. I know it's five. Um, it's five billion questions in one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. Look, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll just go what you said. For me, there's two very separate things. There's man or someone who identifies as man and and the journey of the role of man in culture and the understanding of that. And then there's this spiritual principle of masculine and feminine, which is these two different types of energies that live inside all of us. And I think, like you said, they're all collapsed. You know, I used to do a lot of masculine, feminine, you know, feminine work. I don't do it now because I'm just it's it's just too weird <laughs> it's just yeah. it's too and yeah. you know that the more that the lgbti community is cracking our paradigms around that then the more it's just like that this the, the binary nature of those things doesn't really work in in any sort of definitional sense now i've I work with yin yang or what the warrior work we call lotus and sword and this sense of the receptivity yeah and the directivity mm. and that for me their energies are really understandable that don't have to be associated with genitals or you know patriarchy yeah. they're just they're the yeah. flow of life they're the river yes. you know? yeah um, and so and I do feel like I've seen incredible value in learning the two of them and mm. learning how they dance so learning yeah. to surrender fully is an incredibly beautiful thing for man woman or any gender you know that as yeah. part of that and you know that's traditionally taught in you know, tantric circles like the wom- the woman or the feminine is meant to mm. surrender and all of that bullshit. It's just for me, yeah. it's just utter bullshit. Anything that's prescribed yeah. to a gender is just it can't be true because clearly yeah. we're all unique. But yeah. but the the principle of yeah. surrender as a great truth for me is it carries mm. very deep resonance. You know, and like we're talking about with death, death comes in and says, yeah. holds us. Can we surrender? You know, and yeah. and so too. The sort of what I would call the the opposite principle of surrender of choice of of you know our own will is also an incredibly powerful thing to remember you know that I I have choice here 
I, I don't just have to surrender and trust. I can fucking change things, you know, and, yeah. and I can, if things aren't the way that I can, and whether that's on a personal level or whether that's on a cultural level or a society level, that I have power to say no and to say yes. And, yeah. and that's an incredibly beautiful part of us. And for me, that, that yeah. dance of the two of them yeah. is, is, is integral to everything that I I'm passionate about you know and not mm. yeah to, to learn to make our peace with both of them you know one's the roots yes. one's the branches and learn to to put one foot in each and really yes. you know live from there so that's that's my take on masculine feminine you know but then on men yeah I've been involved mm. in men's work for years I've been involved in Menergy, which is Australia's mm. largest men's gathering I was like a core founding member of that and we you know I've run thousands of hours of work for just for men yeah. and I love men, you know, and mm. I, I feel like that, that that men collectively. I'm very much talking collectively here. Yeah. You know, there's there's a real there's a there's a crossroads. There's a real calling of what what is the role of man now that you know mm. that man is being and, and please I hope everyone listening to this really gets that I'm talking very generally here, but that man is you know. As, as woman has risen more and said, I, I'm, I don't just want to be the passive and the, the housewife and the in that repressed. And thank God that as, as woman and, and included in that is just it diversity, you know, as, as, yes. you know, the, the, the dom, a dominant cultural paradigm is, is being challenged that, that is, you know, it's liberation, it's, it's growth, but, it, but for a lot of men, it's like, well, what, what is, what is my role now? You know, what is man, if I'm not, you know, my father, I look to my father, I look to my grandfather and I don't see a man who could, could survive in today's society or a man I want to be. And then men, you know, have to ask questions of how to, who, yeah, who am I now? What is my role in this world now? And, you know, spiritual things we'll talk about being a man who's in touch with his feelings and entrepreneurial will say, you've got to have a vision and go for it. And yeah. I've just got a lot of room in my heart for men to go on that journey, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of men who are a lot of hurt and, and yeah. doing stupid things to, to themselves, mm. to each other, yeah. to partners. Like there's a lot of pain in, in men. And I, mm. my, my take on that is a really around, you know, cr- creating spaces where men can, can reflect, can grow. You know, I don't work with men at the cutting edge of, you know, um, domestic violence I don't I work much more with the privileged men in lots of ways who've got mm. time got space to explore themselves yeah. and to ask questions about why am I so angry or why am I attracted yeah. to these all these people or what is my mission and yeah. there's a real place for me in men's work in men coming together yes. to do that not as an answer as like the only thing but the you know sitting there watching 200 men come together and you know men have never done that before and share oh my god I feel safe to share and you know really explore really personal issues as well as society issues so I don't do a lot of men's work anymore but I I really I I really believe there's a lot of we need to create a lot of space for men to come and do the work to to find who they are now you know and that's true for all of us really but definitely yeah yeah. and I've watched men do that and it's an incredibly beautiful thing when a man realizes that his his power is not something to be ashamed of it's it's how he uses it you know his sexuality is not something to be ashamed of it's how he uses it you know and that and also that whole you know thing that we started the conversation even before we had you know started press record about the different parts of us you know and that any any fixed role in society for women or for men traps mm. us because we're wild <laughs> we're, we're mysterious yes. we're, we're you know we're hetero we're bi we're you know we're, we're everything and everything with as a whole bunch and so any one thing is just not going to fit and so there's a lot of pulling down of the old and I think we just need a lot of space to hold for for all of us to go well well what am I what do I really want yes. what's actually true for me you know and yeah I think that's where my passion is finding that yes. unique. Yeah. I love that I'm curious to ask because you know I feel like we're in such a poignant time right now how do we hold and create space for this this new human like I feel like there's a trans there's a transitional period that's going to have to happen it's like a basic like we work this shit out right like so how 
you know, for those of us who are, and probably, you know, there's so many of us, um, you know, going through this, this time of transition, like how do we hold that space? What do we do to, you know, um, to allow space for this new human to present itself to us? Um, the most short answer is I don't know because, it's like, I, I, I work so individually these days. I work with whoever I'm working with and, you know, that any yeah. one answer, like, like yeah, I'll, I'll sit in my coaching yeah. chair or whatever and that what yeah. will be really true for one person will be total surrender, you know. Yes. It's like just yeah, let yeah. go. Let go of all your external roles. Stop trying to be a yeah. someone. Stop trying to fight. Stop trying to save everyone. Mm-hmm. Come home and that will be really yeah. true for them. And the next person yeah. sits in the chair and it's like, fuck yeah, come on, go out and <laughs> chain yourself to that tree or fight for that value. And yeah. so, it's, so I, I really think it is a very unique thing. But I'll, I'll give you my best answer to it, which I haven't worked out yet, but it was given to me by my wife around the time she passed and because mm. it talks to the same thing that I remember mm. sitting there and she was weeks away from passing and, and we'd entered into this incredible state of bliss. You know, like I said, she mm. found this, what she called the love that cannot die and we were both in a, a you know, the closest I've ever been to anything resembling enlightenment, just incredible yeah. love and beauty and connection between us, between the family, a trust in life, crying every day, like heartbreak, grief moving through us so yeah. fully. And I remember just really feeling the sort of this truth that life was so beautiful, like each moment was so beautiful. Yeah. And also I was present to life is so cruel. So, so unbearably cruel. Here's a loving, beautiful woman who's not going to live her dreams, who's going to leave behind her son. Here's a young boy who's losing his mum at two. Like life is, mm. and then, you know, put that out on a cultural level, there's children dying of hunger. Like this life is so cruel. And I felt like I was really sitting with those two truths and going, I don't, like I can look at the beauty and go, yeah, that's true. Life is stunningly beautiful. And I can look at the cruelty and go, that's really true too. And I, I just, I didn't know. And so I took them to her and shared that. Mm. And she said she was in a very luminous place. And she mm. said, put one foot in the beauty and put one foot in the pain and, and do not move and, mm. and live, live from there. Let life arise from there. Yeah. And yeah. at the time I had one of those, like, but 12 years later, I'm still doing that. I still feel like yeah. this sense of, like what I understand that to mean now, and I'll probably have a different understanding in a year, but is that sense that, you know, good and bad, right and wrong, um, surrender and control, you know, there's these different things, you know, internal work versus external activism, you know, all like mm. on a very daily level, like do I lie in the bed and surrender and relax or do I get up and go to the gym? Like there's all this, there's this sense of, you know, and it's we can get split in that, yeah. And we, we polarize, and we 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 try and get towards the good stuff and away from the bad stuff. And we have a vision board, and there's the person I'm meant to be, or we have a you know a spiritual sort of version of I'm going to be all fucking one with the universe or something. Or we have a hedonistic view. I'm just going to have as much pleasure as I can, like whatever our different world view is. And then that yeah. becomes who we should be. And then there's this life that occurs that doesn't fit with that, and we suffer. Yeah. And so. Yeah how I'm interpreting her words and I reckon I'm mm. like on my deathbed, I'll finally get it. But um, <laughs> that is to, to be able to really be with the dual nature and not let it run us, you know, to be with the mm. part of us that is scared and vulnerable and not seek to yeah. fix him or heal him or her or they, um, yeah. and also be with the bit of us that's magnificent and powerful and got visions and dreams, but not seek to just mm. chase that and, and, you know, get, and if we can yes. stand still enough, and, and, you know, be honest enough with, with all that we are, the, the gloriousness mm. and the, the horrendousness, you know, on a, on a personal yes. level and on a global level, I feel yes. like a different path emerges that's not about getting away from the bad and towards the good, but it somehow incorporates the cruelty and the pain of life with the exquisite beauty. And that's sort of my yes. spiritual practice now is trying to work out what the, live those words that she shared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I absolutely resonate with that. And that's, you know, it's such a beautiful space to be. Um, And it's also, you know, like it's this rewiring, isn't it? You know, like it's we're so ingrained to like chase 
chase the good, dismiss the bad, like override it. And, you know, and that's, I say, you know, to my interns all the time, like, you know, our bodies know, like we know, like we can't face or fork, fork, (laughs) we fuck with the universe, you know, like it's just, we can't force our feeling states and that acceptance, which, um, which, which you speak to, I think is really beautiful. Um, If someone's watching and they're going, okay, like, to live this life and they're feeling this duality right now and you know they're feeling this 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 pain this very real pain um and feeling like that they've got no control you know what then what is your work in this world because I hear like because I've seen you I've got like 50,000 threads coming into my awareness right now. So I'm trying to break them down into something that even makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> you know, so so how can they begin this path? I've noticed that like you in you being of service in the past couple of months, like, you know, it's the you haven't been like any, like you haven't been spruiking opinions but you've been making a conscious choice to really be of service. Mm. So I want to ask you, you know, because I really honour that. And so what has been your path in that? And how have you come back to that place of like actually being of service in a really unique way during a time when the world is feeling so much pain right now? Yeah, it's you're really speaking something very dear to my heart there. That you know, I I have a, a spiritual mentor of thirty years, and and she lives out in the bush. She's never charged money for anything she does, and for thirty years has people come all over the world. Has incredible things happen there, yeah. and and yet has never ever promoted it. Never, you know, she's in her eighties now, and my my spiritual mother in lots of ways, and. Mm. You know, she always, she Jesus was her inspiration, not Jesus in a religious sense, but Jesus as yeah. a being of love sense. And she would say, yeah. you know, can, if if someone come to me and said, Jesus, can you help me? Would he say yes, as long as you could pay me $100? You know, <laughs> and she said, yes. I need to be that. So I can't charge because I want to live in Jesus's name, you know. Yeah. And if people are watching, please know that this is not about to go into any sort of religious feel. It's not at all about religion or following yeah. a set of rules. It's about being as love, you know, that's mm-hmm. it's living as love. It could just as easily be George or Harry or Bill or, you know, anyone that, that represents love. Um, yeah. And so she, so she instilled in me and as well as, you know, my parents who are very deeply generous people, this incredible beauty of generosity. And I felt that a lot. And I've, you know, in my work, I'm very generous. And in programs, people say, well, you over deliver. And that's been a long running thing for me. But at the same time, I've really got bought into that this sense of my industry, that the personal development entrepreneurial industry. And, you know, you package up a product, you do a launch, you sell that product. And, and there's, a, there's a way of working that, I have bought into and, and, you know, made hundreds of thousands of dollars doing that and made an incredible impact to a lot of people's lives. But what's happening to me in the last year is I'm realising that that, what I call business consciousness, Mm. is really not true for me, which is packaging up, you know, Mm. trying to, that my business model is generosity. Mm. You know, my, that the truth of how I want to share my work with the world is generosity. And I'm very much in a transition of, of surrendering my whole life to that generosity at the moment. So yeah. really recognising that I'm going to trust that flow. You know, I've got, I've written six books. I've created, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 days of meditations and audios continuously back to back, like just huge library. Of, and we're basically looking at how we, I can best share a huge amount of it for yes. free, you know, to just give it away. And, and I do feel like, that's it's personally really true for me it's a, it's a personal mm. calling but I also feel like at this time as you shared that with, with all the different things that are going on and this is probably true any time in history but yeah. that generosity is is a state of being that clearly is part of the solution you know I yeah. don't pretend to have a, like a, a model for here's how all of us humans can work together I'm way past any sort of belief that I have the answer for the great mystery of humanity (laughs) Um, and even I have one sort of model of this is where we're going or this is the spiritual evolution we're in I feel like it's Mm. each moment is a chance for each person to 
to choose. I don't necessarily feel like there is the one anything. But but I do feel like generosity is like this. It's been called for, you know, it's been called for from me to to break through business models and the the you know the capitalistic model, which again I'm not here to bash capitalism, but that notion of I will give if you give me something back and and that the purpose of life is to use my skills to get as much as I can while giving so that I can get more. And I feel like there's a real evolutionary impulse at the moment to really say yes to generosity as, as the foundation for how we live, how we communicate, how we run businesses, how we, you know, and we know that in families. Yeah. We know that in on a personal level that a healthy family is when, you know, not people aren't living in exchange and going, I'll give you this. If you give me this, it's just, it's a flow of love. And I think that's, you know, I want to live that way in, in business and live that way in how I serve. So yeah that's that and you also mentioned that just about pain and about what to do for people that are in pain you know and mm. again it's a very unique you know yeah. but I think it's it's really you know I work with a lot of people and I, I work with a lot of people who work with a lot of people in pain so I work with mm. psychologists in hospitals I work with nurses I work with you know all sorts of different types of people who more so than I, I tend to work yeah, I don't have a lot of people in really intense pain in my work. I tend to work with leaders and people who are really, you know, not as suffering as much as that people at the coalface of, you know, you know, inequality and, you know, all of those different elements. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very privileged and stored away in my little forest shack away from a lot of that. But I serve those people who are at the coalface of a lot of pain, a lot of suffering on all sorts of different levels of our society. And, so if I think two things, so if you are one of those leaders first, I feel like I just want to bow to you and say, please rise and serve. Yeah. If you have the privilege of not being taken over by your own pain, if you have, you know, the resources physically, emotionally, mentally, financially to, to not be in pain, then rise up and be a warrior of love in this world in whatever way you're to, to give, you know, that's, and then if, if you are really in pain, and of course, you know, we're all of it, but if you are really struggling is that I think that the core thing, this really comes from my men's work is about being honest, that mm. honest with those you love and reaching out that we can't begin to do anything if we're lying, you know, if yeah. we're, if we're really suffering and we can't tell the truth about that, then yeah. nothing can happen. The moment we say, actually, I'm really suffering. Life can come naturally come towards you. Just like if a friend comes over to our house and says, I'm really having a bad day. There's a, a natural response to what do you need? But if that yeah. friend's locked at home and never shares that, then we have to be very intuitive to know, Hey, Fred, how are you going? Yes, you know? So right. I think that honesty and asking for help is, you know, hard. But I think it's where we have to begin, you know, and, and that then grants the person you ask for help the chance to rise and become a warrior of love for you in that moment. And then who knows in the next moment they might be, hey, you know, returning the favour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. You know, it's, it is a it's definitely a time for for love to rise, I think. You know, it's yeah. a real time for for love to triumph, you know. In like when my wife, what happened with my wife, the journey was collapse, um, grief, anger, suffering. I can't believe this is happening. This is not fair. What, mm. what did someone else do wrong? What did I do wrong? What, you know, all of that throughout until we got through all of that to the most incredible calling to love right in the face of, of pain and suffering. So yeah. I feel like that's my job is to help people come through that until that the very heart of their personal and individual suffering becomes a calling to rise and, and serve in love in whatever way is unique for them. Yeah, absolutely. I really love that. And that's that that honesty piece is so important, like because it just provides instant relief, right? Like your nervous system automatically, like you say it out loud. And you know, that's what I say all the time, like to my interns, is you know, the the whole like I am statements and the empowerment, you know, stick, as I think as you called it earlier, is you know, we're trying to override emotions, but what happens if we're just really honest with ourselves, right? Like full permission to just be all of it. It provides our nervous system with so much relief and we feel it instantly. Um, I want to ask you about the, um, the generosity business model and like how does that work in terms of like the, the very human need of, 
you know, having to, you know, provide and pay bills and buy food mm. and, you know, all of this stuff. So how does that feel with like, so, you know, I guess the, the line between stepping into martyrdom and just this generosity <laughs> business model. So yeah. what's that space there? Mm. Oh. Another one of these questions you do. You said you had a gift for going for questions, right? I feel like each question you ask is really going to like a really key part of what I'm passionate about. So, yeah, again, so I think there's two answers to this. There's there's very much the internal answer for me, which is about learning to receive, you know, and I've got whole programs on integral part of my work and what I've helped tens of thousands of people with is our ability to receive. And uh, if our receptivity isn't strong if we've got taken over by like you said the martyr or the pleaser or whatever then that generosity business model of just oh yeah just have my things will actually strengthen that experience of inability to receive and and therefore it's like i gave everything away and people took advantage of me and so it'll it'll increase that suffering until we have to pull back and go fuck your world and i've got to take care of Mm -hmm. myself so i think for anything like that the level of generosity that I'm talking about is the level of ability to receive and know that we are worthy and and have done the work to be able to receive really deeply is foundational. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't teach people to run open contribution businesses. I don't believe it's the right way to do things, um, and I, I really don't because I really believe there are people who are here to run very tight, you know, business yeah. ships, and that's their thing. So I'm certainly. For me, this generosity is a personal calling, not a the solution for everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the inner the inner answer to that question is very much about I have to keep noticing if am I open to receive fully? Yeah, because if mm-hmm. I am, then life will take care of me. That's that's the premise. That's it can sound very woo-woo, but if I am trained, yeah, if I am trained to be mm-hmm. drinking in life, then I am so abundant and so full mm-hmm. that I could never need anything yeah and so that i'm i can live in that state of gratitude and fullness and then that creates a magnetism and creates a flow of life that means i get looked after so what it means then is i'm not um doing my work to try and get what i need yeah so i have a deeper flow inside myself and i trust that and that i follow that and that if that says to me give this program to this person for free or give this away free i trust that so it's like really trusting my deep flow not just trusting like an imposed sort of Christian worldview of just be selfless and give away and just deny your sex and deny your needs and deny your that. It's like really being able to go, this is what I need. And I'm in an incredible relationship at the moment where I'm being so loved and ravished every day that mm-hmm. it's like I can't help. It's just like I've got more and more to give away. So I'm in a mm-hmm. I'm in a personal place of incredible abundance. You know, I live in a beautiful place in the forest. I'm, you know, I've been doing this work for a lot of lot of years and I'm I'm, you know, a product of my own work I'm living my dreams I'm living very close to my true nature and so I feel very full so that allows me to be generous and then on a really practical level um I just have a lot of people who've done incredible work with me and support me yeah so that I have programs at the you know the the deeper level of my my work where people pay thousands of dollars to coach with me and people pay thousands of dollars to do programs and deep training with me and happily give it away they pay for other people to do programs and stuff because the their lives are transformed because they're you know so I'm not coming at it as some you know the start of a business going I'm not worthy let me give my spiritual gifts away I've done that and then I've got frustrated with that and I've charged again and I've been back and forth a lot of time but I am in a place of incredible wealth right now in myself mm-hmm. and so so I can risk a, a, a generosity business model yes. a because I'm supported by these you know long-term students and I've got a staff team that are amazing you know mm-hmm. but um, yeah and so it's also at my it's another practical answer if people are you know running businesses mm-hmm. is that I offer a huge amount of free stuff now I'm giving away a huge amount of free things but if people want to step into a container with me and it is an open contribution container I don't just say give give whatever you want. We have a conversation, yeah, and we say, well, it's, it's meant to hurt, yeah. If you're really committed to this, it's meant to hurt, and we get we get real about what what amount feels right, and you know. So, I'm you know I'm very clear. I grew up in quite intense poverty, um, and so I'm very aware of you know poverty is a very real thing rather than just oh poverty is just a mindset and just think differently and you'll be able to pay the ten thousand dollars for my program. It's just, 
you know, it's just, that's just privileged nonsense, really. It just means you can only, only work with a certain few, and that's fine. If that, they're the people you're here to work with, that's fine. But if you want to make your work available to a larger audience, that sort of thinking won't yeah. cut it, you know. So, yeah, so I think that's the, you know, the, the heart of it. And also because I've built so much work now is I can offer an incredible amount of stuff for free that doesn't take too much of my time. You know, yeah. so I've got audios and programs and meditations that I can offer for free. And if 100 people get them, but only 10 people pay for them, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's fine. So it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I yeah. love that. I want to ask you about your union and um, with, with your partner now, because I feel like, I feel your connection. I feel like it feels really juicy and it feels really nourishing. Um, what do I want to ask you about that? I want to ask you about the transition from having your wife and experiencing that love and opening yourself up to another love and like, and allowing yourself to just like marinate and be in and receive that love. Mm. Um, I don't know. What have you got? to share on that what comes up for you um yeah I mean my wife passed 11 years ago now mm. um so there's a lot of learning and growth that's gone into yeah. to me since then yeah. um and I've been in this current relationship for a couple of years um yeah. I, I get asked a lot you know how did I create it and how can I create it and even though I teach a lot of creation work, I don't really believe in that simplistic, we create our own reality. Yeah. I think there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a grace there. Yeah, some people are beautiful, loving places and don't create a loving relationship. Other people are actually putting out a bit of shit in their life, but actually, you know, it's just, it's just not as simple as that. Whatever the rules of the universe are, it's simple, you magnetise, you, it's, just, it's, just <laughs> it's just clearly not the only truth. Yeah, there's clearly um, cultural conditionings, there's you know, things we can't yeah. see, all sorts of stuff. So um, I know it's not exactly the question you asked, but, yeah, I, I, I can't mm. claim to have created it or put her on my yeah. vision board and made her happen. She's way too miraculous yeah. for that. But, but I think probably my answer is really around the opening to receive stuff. And I've actually got an opening to receive program if people listen to this and go, yeah, I want to, I really want to connect mm. with that. They can access mm. that. But it's... I, I feel like I have learned over the years through the death of my wife and, and to really let life ravish me, to, to mm. learn. I was, I was sort of a new age, I called myself a, a dickless new age giver, you know, just like the, <laughs> that my life force was shut down and I just was here to serve and give, you know, and I was in the light yeah. and love, I was just going to pour light. And, and through the death of my wife and that stuff really broke and I, I met my human who was horny and hungry and, you know, and as I've, I've yeah. woken him up and brought him in, he's able to really receive really deeply. And before yeah. my beloved came along now, I had years of training of just learning to let life love me, let it in, mm. you know, and I feel like it's, it's something I'm known for, you know, people who do work with me, it's like, wow, that, you know, I think especially in, I don't know, just collectively, often we give more than we receive. And so there's a fundamental kink in the, in, not necessarily the good type of kink, that yeah. in the hose where our, our giving and our receiving don't match. And so it just puts us out yes. of the flow of life and then we give more to try and get it. And so I, I feel like, yeah, if I'm to take sort of that, your question there and feel into it, yes. it's really about, the more we receive, the more we deeply learn to let the flow of life in, then the more mm -hmm. life will show up, whether that's a tree yes. or a beautiful tantric lover or, a, yes. you know, money from a client, life will show up and give to us. And so that yes. cultivating a deeply receptive mind and a receptive body, which is sort of like the first mm -hmm. two stages of my warrior work, is, yes. is sort of integral, you know, to, yes. to the love that I now share with her. Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. And that's, you know, I was saying to my partner last night is, you know, we've been together for 22 years and, you know, so we've navigated, you know, huge, huge life. Mm. And, you know, and it's and it's literally like I've been literally half of my life now has been spent mm. with, with him. And so, you know, but every time, like, I feel like, you know, like I step into like 
um, thinking like, what do I want? Like, you know, it's thinking that he should be somewhere else, what he should be doing, you know, who he should be, the, what he, you know, all of these, these shoulds and expectations, you know, and then it's really easy to go, I don't really feel disconnected to you, you know, and so, I mean, you know, I don't really, I, I don't feel connected to you. So, you know, but it's that navigating that to go, oh, okay, like coming back to go, I don't have to. Mm. I don't have to. Like all I have to do is let you be you, you know, and, Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. And then, you know, and then I can just, and I know this work, like I teach this work and then, you know, I can look at it and I go, oh, wow. Like, and I look at him and I go, oh, I can begin this sense of worship again, you know, and to just let it all go. So I really yeah. love that, yeah. you know, what you speak to there. I think it's really beautiful and it's something that I think that, you know, it's really easy to forget but important that we come home to. Yeah. Totally. I think when there's when we're surviving life, we we, we can't see what we've already got. You know, the, the consciousness yeah. of survival, which may be very real. Like there are a lot of us who are really surviving. Like we might not survive emotionally, yes. financially, physically if we don't keep going. But then there's also this yeah. that real psychological survival instinct, and it just yeah. it fundamentally doesn't stop. You know, it just keeps going yeah. and going and going. And that yeah. that's you know, people say to me, if you you had one minute. To, to teach what all, the, you know, 20 years of working with tens of thousands of people, yeah. what would you say? And it would just be stop. Stop yeah. everything. Stop all the searching, all the dreaming, all of the everything and just stop and be here and breathe and let, you know, let the past catch up with us, Let you know, let the future go and, and find what's here, the, the treasure that's here in this vulnerable, broken, beautiful human moment, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely it's that you know it's it's holding on stops the flow not mm. letting it go right yeah and so, chase chasing you know chasing yeah. a better version of like yeah. you said your partner or of yourself or of you know mm -hmm. yeah and is that then the essence of you know i know that you teach leaders and a big part of that is how to create from love mm. is that the essence mm. then of what that body of work is for you yeah well there's it's part of it so there's in the yeah now now i get really excited because <laughs> <laughs> my passion is creation but creation yeah. born of soul and love as opposed to vision boards and ideas and strategy and so in the warrior work i mentioned there's sort of like five stages and so that these answer that so the first two stages are about getting out of the mind and um, softening the body and so we call that building a receptive mind and a receptive body and so that's about breaking out of the cycle of identifying as thoughts and feelings as who I am and trying to get somewhere and be someone and and coming to rest and the third step is is meeting our soul meeting you know our spirit whatever we want to call that doesn't need to be a spiritual thing but just silence you know meeting stillness and and that in that place the door opens you know mm. that to something greater both on a personal level like oh my god i'm i'm not just these thoughts and feelings and conditions and roles and responsibilities i'm you know whatever we find in that the yes. unspeakable that thing and so that's an integral that descent is an integral part of my work that coming in to find to come home really to who we are but in lots of ways that the where I think my greatest work is, is, is the rising up from that home into the world again. It's the return of the warrior of love, you know, it's the coming out of the cave. And, and there's sort of two steps to that, um, which I call an alive body. And that's when the action for me can be born from the mind telling us what we should do, the person we should be. Um, and that is what we call action, which is action rising from lack. Um, or it can be the soul overflowing so much that it can't help but express itself mm. in the world, you know, and that's, that's, that's the deep training that I do. I run year-long programs and apprenticeships and all that, and it's all on that art. And so the, the fourth step after connecting with the soul is the awakening of the body as, mm. as a living current, because if mm. I think of it like a dragon, yeah, so that my body is not just flesh and bones and pleasure and orgasm, and hunger and pain it is a some visceral wild spiritual yeah. dynamic thing <laughs> creature yeah. and that if this body is like a dragon and it's asleep 
then when I have these visions and these things I want to create, I sort of have to drag the dragon with me and often it will yeah. it will fight against me. And so that my intention, yes. what I, I want, even what it feels like my soul wants for my life and what I'm, I'm actually able to create really don't work. Mm. So the fourth step before I, you know, train people to create incredible results in the world is awakening a body that is mm. alive with the soul and alive with their essence because when the, that dragon is woken up, then when we move to the fifth stage, which is about ecstatic action, is about mm. really letting, unleashing ourselves on the world. Yeah. Then yeah. rather than the mind going, I've got this vision, come on, dragging it. It's like <laughs> the dragon is there going, get on my back, I will fly you there. So yeah. I think, yeah, in terms of creating, there's those two steps and that after you've connected to the soul is to wake up the body so that it's mm. it's, it's a live dragon. Yeah. And then it's it's really around following the current into action because what I've again the other challenge I found is that like I said I work with a lot of recovering entrepreneurs mm. and they'll their own visions they'll be at a workshop and they'll go what's your life purpose and it's like okay I want to help you know um young people feel empowered or something and they get this vision and they see it and it's like so true and it's my mission and it's so alive but then what happens is without even noticing it often this is subtle but before long, their mind, their identity has now taken that thing that was born of their spirit, born of their soul, mm. and turned it into a big fucking to-do list, you know? Yes. And there's all of the different things they've got to do and the strategies they've got to employ. And the, and <laughs> it's it's like it it loses its soul, you know? And even though yes. it's still about, at the heart, it can still be the mission their soul gave them. But before they know it, they're a, an identity, their thoughts and feelings trying to make this thing happen. And so the secret to interrupting that is really being able to stay in touch with that ecstatic body mm. and then follow it, take some actions mm. and then get results and then learn from that and come back again. And it's, you know, now I've trained, I've got a guy recently contacted me, his company's just been, you know, granted a million dollars to do this global program he's doing. And he, mm. like, I remember the moment he first created that and he was saying, mm. I'm just going to be in this current you know, and I'm just mm. going to follow it. And if this leads the business to be successful or it doesn't, that's not the point. I'm just going to follow this current. And here yes. he is now being supported to make an incredible global impact, yes. but not because he, he got so fucking wound up about the outcome, yes. but because he stayed true to his current, his flow. Yes. You know, and for me, that's that's the real miracle of being a warrior of love is it's not yes. I make stuff happen in the world. It's that I just allow love to do its, have its way with me and do its thing yes. through me. Mm. yeah absolutely i love that it's like less outcome more current <laughs> yeah totally totally and it, you know i work with a lot of creative people like there's some people there's you know there's obviously different sorts of people in the world and there's more strategy people who that sort of system of okay design your your seven point launch program and complete each step and really works for some people yeah. but for those really sort of more crazy wilder um people yeah that way crushes their creativity, whereas learning to create that way means we can create incredible results and impact in the world, but we've never had to try and be a, be a something and just stay in the current. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. I have one last question for you. Great. And that is, what is turning you on right now? I'd have to say generosity um, that I feel like, yeah, this is very personal to me now that mm. in, I feel like I've refound generosity in a way I, I knew it years ago and, and, and gave up on it and to, to follow a business model. Um, mm. And I feel like I've really found this, just give it away. You know, and it's like, oh, that's what the river's been saying to me. That's what the sun's been saying to me. It's what the earth, it just, yes. it gives of itself. And yes. I feel like I am so ecstatically, erotically turned on by that flow of generosity. It's like, that's mm. what I am, you know, it's yeah. that I don't, haven't, yep, I just had a meeting with my team this morning about going, how do, what, what model do we create around that? What are we, you know, and that, yes. so there's a lot of unanswered questions about it practically and externally, yeah. but just yeah. in me, it's like generosity is just, singing through me going hello you know mm. and I'm, I'm it's like this is where I want to live my life from and create business from and create my wealth from so yes. I'm in a yeah really erotic ecstatic relationship with generosity I feel like it's it's yes. 
it's sub really you know i feel like yeah. generosity has got me and i'm its bitch and i'm just going yeah. take me it feels good <laughs> you know and i don't know where we're going but that's the role of this sub yeah. to be led and so i'm being led by generosity and i feel like it's taking me somewhere very very special and very very true mm. amazing that's beautiful that's beautiful I, i'm feeling that that deeply and i love that so mm. and yeah i'd love to witness that too so mm. Mm, thank you thank you for being on the show thank you for sharing your wisdom thank you for doing your work in the world for being a warrior for love for teaching others how to create from love and um thank you for listening to the current Mm. yeah thank you my pleasure thank you for for such rich questions yeah it's delicious and i really if people are listening to this and want to get involved, I have a, a free group called Warriors of Love. There's thousands of people in there and we really look after people in that group. There's there's a whole lot of free audios on sexuality, on creating, on, um, you know, there's video masterclasses, there's meditations, there's, you know, a good chunk of my work totally for free. So if you can put the link below to that, Warriors of Love. It's, yeah. it, you know, these days you really can come and train with me for as long as you want and never pay a cent. It's just really, yeah. you know, yeah. Amazing, so. amazing. I'll put all of your details in the show notes so people know exactly where and how to find you. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in and um, I'll see you next week on the show. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.